0: The tour content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the Stoic Jew podcast where we explore the relationship between Judaism and Stoicism. Today's reading will be not from Seneca, but from Marcus Aurelius, Meditations 6.13. But I have to set the context by telling you what led me here. (laughs) So on Tuesday, I noticed I was running low on coffee, and uh, I decided to make a stop by Starbucks to get my favorite coffee, which is Cafe Verona. Uh, can't go wrong with that. And I've tried other coffees. Uh, that's the best. And so I prefer to get the whole beans. And then in the old days, I used to grind them myself, but I am too lazy. So I just, I would like to get it. You know, the next best thing is you get it from Starbucks and you have them grind it. So at least it has that freshly ground taste for a couple of days. It's not like I've been sitting in the store. So anyway, this is important, by the way. So I, I, uh, I'm there and I get Verona. And then I figured when I'm there, I, I had gotten a bad sleep the night before, and I don't usually drink additional cups of coffee. I drink coffee every morning, uh, but I, uh, you know, I, my morning had started early that morning. Like I think I had my first cup of coffee at like 5:30, and uh, and I was getting tired, and I had a lot of classes to teach that day, so I decided to get uh, an americano, uh, which is the the, the, my drink of choice in Starbucks. So I got a hot cafe Americano and I had my freshly ground bag of coffee and I drove to Lomdeja and, uh, I had a few minutes. Uh, so I was sitting in the parking lot and I was drinking my Americano and, uh, and the smell of the freshly ground Verona was, was, uh, you know, was, was wafting through the air. And I had just, I had this thought, my first thought was, I love coffee. I really, really do. And then I think because I had recently r- recorded an episode, uh, that day's episode was about um, was about thinking about death. I mean, it was about Santa's idea that you don't know when you're going to die. So I think I was thinking about coffee in conjunction with death, and the line came to my mind from towards the end of Act 3 of Thornton Wilder's play Our Town, uh, which I use in my Kohalas class because I think it's one of the best depictions of a person who is recognizing how, how oblivious we are to our own mortality and then realizing how precious life is. Uh, I'm not, I, I, I actually don't want to ruin the thing for anyone who hasn't seen it, but there's a line where the character is essentially saying goodbye to the world and, uh, and is, is, is talking about all of the things that she realized she should have appreciated while she was living it. And so she says, goodbye world, goodbye Grover's Corners, mama and papa goodbye to clocks ticking and mama's sunflowers and food and coffee and new iron dresses and hot baths and sleeping and waking up. Oh earth, you're too wonderful for anybody to realize you. Now I'm not an actor and I'm not saying this in the context of the whole play, but when you watch it, it's very, very dramatic. And there's something that like, I don't know what it is, but I think it's the segue from going from, you know, really weighty things like goodbye world and goodbye mama and papa to goodbye, food and coffee, and it always struck me in this moment of high drama that she talks about coffee. Now, again, the whole point of this is that she's she's realizing how every single part of life is um, is significant, and how she just didn't take advantage of that. And something about me thinking about Seneca and death, and then sitting in this car enjoying this second cup of coffee, which I again I I rarely you know uh, I rarely have later coffee, and with a fresh coffee smell, I was thinking. I love coffee and coffee is a great part of my life. I mean, I drink it every morning. That's not a fast day <laughs> and like, and, uh, and I enjoy it and, uh, and it's really good. So then I got home and I was like, I wonder if any of the Stoics wrote about coffee. And I don't even know if coffee was around in, in, uh, in the Roman empire at that time, um, or whatever in Greece. I, I don't know. I don't know when coffee entered the scene. So I, I searched around on the internet Looked through the PDFs, could not find anything about coffee. But then I found this, this article um, by an author named, where are we? Dominic viana, viana and the title of the article is Coffee is Just Hot Bean Juice, Radical Objectivity and Stoicism. And the author cites this passage from Marcus Aurelius's Meditations. So this is from Book 6, Chapter 13. He says... When we have meat before us and other food, we must say to ourselves, This is the dead body of a fish, and this is the dead body of a bird or of a pig. And again, this Falernian wine is only a little grape juice, and this purple robe, some sheep's wool dyed with the blood of a shellfish. Surely these are excellent imaginations, going to the heart of actual facts and penetrating them so as to see the kind of things they really are. This is how we should act throughout life where there are things that seem worthy of great estimation, we ought to lay them bare and look at their worthlessness and strip them of all the words by which they are exalted. For the outward show of things is a wonderful is a wonderful perverter of reason. And when we are certain the things we are dealing with are worth the trouble, that is when it cheats us most. So like many ideas in Stoicism, this is a double-edged sword. On the one hand, this is a useful tool when you are caught up in some fantasy about something to realize what it actually is. You know, so what the author of this article does is takes modern examples of, let's say, you are obsessed with the newest uh, iPhone or Apple Watch or something like that, and and if you take the time to actually state what it really is, that tool can help you, you know, to split you off from the fantasy. You know, or let's say something happens that you view as like a disaster. Sometimes, if you just talk yourself through it then you realize that like, it's not really the, you know, that you're just catastrophizing. Let's say like, for example, you know, you're, you're late to something and you just go, get so caught up into the idea of being late that you, you don't even know what you're panicking about. And then when you realize, okay, so I'm late. So I will be, you know, we will miss a minute of this, uh, five minutes of this meeting or whatever, or people will, will be mad at me for a little while. And then they'll forget about it. If you just talk yourself through what the reality is, then then it'll help you to separate the, to not get caught up in the impressions, as Epictetus talks about, is not getting carried away by impressions. So that's the good use, use of it. But the question is, is like, should you really just view coffee as, as hot bean juice? Like, is that really what it is? So to me, I, I think that actually is a denial of reality because, yeah, physically it's just hot bean juice. But psychologically, it does play a role in your life. Like, it is a pleasurable thing. It smells good. It, it tastes good. It has a function. It is part of a routine, you know, and these are all good things. And so to say that that the only reality is the physical reality, I mean, it's almost like the Stoics are making the mistake—it's almost like it really says making the mistake of like the atomists, you know, or the materialists that, uh, that 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 the Stoics are really against, you know, saying that it's just— it's just reducing it to the, the, the physicality of the thing. Now, I know what the Stoics would say in response. They would say, well, you know, it's not—the only true good and bad are your will. And therefore, if you are ascribing goodness and badness to the things themselves— then that's a distorted idea of the good and the bad. Okay, fine. I get that point. I get that point. But in Judaism, we have a hierarchy of goods, right? So there's, yeah, the ultimate good for the human beings is, is to live as a Selim as a as a truth-seeking intellect, and to, to be involved in knowledge. And that's the real good. But there are subordinate goods. You know, we hold that that uh that having being psychologically happy and having a psychological, uh psychological equilibrium, you know, Yishuv Hadas, peace of mind, is it's pleasant, but and it's a necessary means to being able to fully use your mind correctly. And same thing with the pleasures in life. We hold that that God created. You know, God could have given us food pellets, but we He gave us many varieties of foods with multiple, you know, with with many different tastes and sensations and enjoyments. And that's what we say in the Bracha Brei Nafashos. You know, so there are these pleasures, and I feel like if you use this method of radical objectivity, as the article calls it. You're going to kind of be denying the experiential element of this, and it's not—it's not really human. Like, yes, yeah, so on the one hand, you shouldn't get carried away with the impressions, but on the other hand, you should enjoy the good that you have, and uh, and yeah, re- realize that it is what it is. Like, if you like the smell of coffee, you realize, like, yes, I'm enjoying a smell of something, and that's that's not the same thing as enjoying a truth, you know. But um, I don't think you should discount it to the extent that th- this author proposes. So. That was my thought about... Uh, that's what happens when you do a podcast episode about death, and then you get really good coffee. Uh, you end up <laughs> having Stoke Death's uh, thoughts about uh, about death and coffee and life, so... It is what it is. Uh, and that is definitely a pleasure as well. Uh, that is it for today's episode. Before we sign off, uh, I just wanted to remind you that Fridays I would like to do a QA and a episode. Um, thank you to the person who submitted tomorrow's question. We will have a question for tomorrow, but uh, I'd like to kind of get ahead of the game and have like a reserve of questions. So I don't have to ask every week. So if you have any questions about Stoicism and Judaism or about a real world case uh, that, uh, that you would like the input of, of what Judaism and Stoicism have to say, or you have a question about uh, any of the particular ideas that we've gone over, then please send it to me at rabbi at gmail.com uh, or some other way. Uh, yep, yeah, that's it for today's epi- for today's episode. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, and would like to con- support my production of even more Torah content, which is essentially just you know sound waves vibrating uh, your eardrum, that's all it is. Please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Link is in the description. Thank you to my listeners for listening, and thank you to my patrons for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.